All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help you understand why the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. And my guest today is I'm so happy to have him. So when I was at New Media Expo and I walked in there not listening to podcast and not realizing I was going to walk out of there with a podcast, the very last session I um, attended was a session about how to make, you know, I, I believe something like make their fans your fans and it was all about how you take content that belongs to somebody else and turn it into podcasting and it was a sports panel and the guy heading it up is Nick Superling and he is the host of the Inside the Jungle podcast. He's been a huge supporter of mine um, and he did kick my butt and Podvader's butt <laughs> at Trivial Warfare. Um, very, very, he was very polite about it because um, he could have rubbed it in our face. And we're going to talk about that because that was not really fun for the sports gap. But anyway, Nick, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm uh, very surprised you wanted to bring up that, that butt whipping, but it was a good time. And I was very easy on you after the fact. You were, and you could have been so mean about it. And you should have been because it was, there was not even like close. And I knew going in because you were so excited about, so, uh, you know, in case any of my listeners and you guys know, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Oaks. He's a huge, huge, big, big friend of mine. And um, I've been on his show now twice. Along with Nick, Nick, you've been on the show twice, I believe, yep. as well. And mm-hmm. it's a great podcast. Um, I, my kids love listening to it. I love yelling at Jonathan when he doesn't get the questions right. Well, I did until I was on, and I didn't get any questions right. Because sports <laughs> trivia is really hard. And he picked like, the wackiest questions. Some of them, I'm like, what? Why? And there were no like UVA questions. I would have gotten all those, like, you know. You know, what was the, 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 I don't know. I, I can't even think of any right now. So it, it was just crazy. So yeah, Nick was very much a gentleman. Corey was very much a gentleman. Pop Vader said some interesting things. So it was, it was a fun show and I was glad you guys were able to do it because Jonathan, I know, enjoyed it a lot. So yes, yes. And he owes me so much beer after that weekend. <laughs> what can I say? So Nick, um, I like to start all of my interviews with the same kind of question. What got you into sports? Oh man. Well, uh, I think what got me into sports really was my parents. Growing up, it started out at a, at a really young age. I think I was ball by the time I was four. Probably soccer at the same time as well. I did both uh, for the longest time growing up. And I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I was at the time a big fan of the Cincinnati Reds. And um, yeah, when I when I first started out, uh, when I was a young kid, baseball was my my first love. I was uh, that was probably my favorite sport. Really enjoyed playing the playing the game. Really enjoyed watching it on TV, and um, and yeah. So it started out at a really really young age, and you know whether it was playing soccer or baseball, it was, it was I sports was just something I I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed gym class in school. I enjoyed recess, and then you know we spent that time, you know, constantly playing sports. So that's just it's just been in my DNA since day one, really, and um. Yeah, even even still today, it's obviously something I'm very passionate about. Yeah, because you are host of a very popular podcast, Inside the Jungle Podcast, 
focuses completely on the Cincinnati Bengals. And my goodness, what a great year they're having so far. I mean, tremendous year so far. And with that AFC North just kind of imploding around you, um, you know, with injuries and other things, Things like, you know, Mark Trussman can't seem to figure out that um, really Baltimore's a run game, but that's to your advantage. Um, right. I, I just, you know, you guys look real good. I mean, but I don't want to say anything too early because it's still so early in the season. They started 3-0 last year, and then the field, the wheels kind of fell off. They they started picking up some some more injuries. They were already banged up to start the year last year. And then by the end of the season, they just, uh, they were throwing out fourth and fifth string wide receivers and second and third string running backs in that playoff game. So it's early. I'm excited at the fact that they're 3-0. I'm excited at the fact that they, they beat the Ravens on Sunday. Um, and, you know, obviously the Steelers and Ravens are playing right now as we speak. So uh, they could either be up an additional game on somebody. Who knows? Who knows what will happen tonight? But uh, with Ben Roethlisberger being, uh, missing some, some significant time here in the season, that's a good sign for the Bengals as well. Um, I mean, and that's no slouch on Mike Vick. But he is not Ben Roethlisberger, and so we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I'm excited about the three and zero start. I'll be more excited if they pick up a win this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I agree because Kansas City they're kind of do a win. Um, they've kind of had a slow start, um, which I know surprised a lot of people, including um, some of my fans who are Kansas City fans. Actually, something funny that I'm discovering because Nick knows that I'm you know still a baby podcaster. I didn't realize when you call out people's quarterbacks like Alex Smith, because I still question whether or not he can lead a team to any type of real significant success. Um, there's a group of Kansas City fans that will randomly um, tweet me crazy photos of Alex Smith. Um, but they stopped the minute that the, that the season started and they started playing terribly. And I'm kind of missing the photos. I'm like, well, um, why are we stopping? You know, just because Alex, you know, they're not having the best time doesn't mean you can still stop, you know, tweeting me the fun, wacky photos of Alex Smith holding like dessert trays. So just saying. Well, I, I have no room to rip on Alex Smith or question what he's doing at quarterback when our quarterback as as hot and cold as there ever is in the NFL. I mean, there are days where Andy Dalton plays like he could potentially be a Hall of Fame quarterback. There are days where he plays like the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it, he, he is he is streaky. Right now, to start the year here, he's on one of his good streaks. It's there, There's good Andy and then there's bad Andy. And right now, we're enjoying the fruits of good Andy for the time being. I guess I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop when it comes to Andy Dalton. Um, but what we'll see, uh, you know, three wins to start the year, comeback win over Baltimore on the road was a good win. It's weird to even say this too, Ramona, but right now the Bengals only win against a winning team right now is against the Oakland Raiders. And who would have thought I'd be saying that after three weeks? That's crazy. I mean, that that's nuts. I mean, think about that. That's crazy. This whole season's <laughs> been weird though. This whole season, the injuries have been significant. I mean, look at what happened to Dallas. Look what happened with, you know, Green Bay still doing fine without Jordy Nelson, but um, you know, even the Bears losing Cutler cuz you know, well, I don't know if that really changed anything with them. But Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, not really. Um Miami and the and the nuttiness that is, you know, they they had all this ta- promise and nothing's coming out of it. And then the Patriots, they're just like, here, Roger Goodell, let me let me just shove my boot up you, as Pod Vader would say. He'd probably say it a different way. Um, but yeah, and and do like the Gronk World. What was what is Pod Vader calling it? The Gronk? I don't care. Gronker World Tour or something. I just I try to ignore Pod Vader as much as I can when it comes to um Patriot lore. And then like 
I'm surprised um, Jay Soderbergh has not brought up the fact that since the Colts are playing so badly, he has not said at all that it's the karma of them causing Deflategate. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't, hasn't even connected those two. Maybe he's just too busy, like, loving on some grunk. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's just, it, it's fun. It's fun having, you know, this is podcasting. I've connected with all these wacky guys about football. So, um, but you're a little calmer than most um, sports fans I have found. Like, I feel like you're very logical and reasonable um, and you're not crazy which I think is a, a good um, thing because typically sports fans, we are very crazy. Right. There, there's, there's passionate and then there's psychotic. And I, I, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm leaning more towards the passionate side. It also helps too that I've, you know, when I, when I started my shows and, and a lot of podcasters can't say this, but I, I went to college for, for broadcasting. So I have a background in working on the air. And so when we were in school, it was always, you know, you can't play favorites on the air and you've got to, you've got to call it like it is. So when the Bengals are playing well, that's how I talk about them. I, I, I praise them when they're, when they're playing poorly. Sure. You can, you can criticize and you can critique, but when you, when you go negative and you, you, you become a little unfair or, and, and you get a little, little too angry that I think that's when it crosses the line. The other reason why I don't do that on my show is you never know who's listening, right? So what if somebody from the Bengals front office happens to to tune into my podcast and they hear me just going on and on and just crushing these players for how bad they are or crushing the ownership for being as, as you know, as, as poor as they are, uh, I, you know, then I've ruined my chance to have any kind of a relationship with the club. So to me, I've always just kind of kept it even keel. I try to you know, I, I try to play devil's advocate for both sides of the issues with, when it comes to the Bengals, and I and I try to present it as uh, a normal radio broadcast that you could hear anywhere in the world. And I, I think that's why I come at it with a with a logical standpoint, and I'm and I'm calm. I'm not too boisterous, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I I guess that's all because of my my college radio background. Yeah, speaking of your radio background, I think it's fun. You mentioned um, before we went on air that you now have a terrestrial radio gig, um, which I think is really interesting. Um, so you are, is it, are you color commentating or are you just doing play-by-play um, for Perrysburg High School Yellow Jackets football, which is exciting? Well, yeah, it's really exciting. It took me 12 years out of college to finally get and put my radio broadcast degree to use. And, um, and yeah, so here locally, uh, the high school football team, uh, they they are starting. It was their first year doing every home, actually every game on the radio this year. And so uh, originally the plan was for for me to be the play by play guy, and then things kind of changed, and uh, they wanted me to start out as a color commentator. So I'm the John Madden of Perrysburg High School football on the radio. Um, nice. There has been one week, yeah. There's been one week where our play by play guy had to go to a wedding, so I filled in as the play by play guy for one week. And so I meant, it meant hosting the pregame show and meant hosting the halftime show and the postgame show as well as doing the play-by-play. So um, I, I, I enjoyed both. I'm having a lot of fun being on radio again. And it just um, there's nothing like broadcasting a football game. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And it was like riding a bike. It really was. It, it was good to get back on that, uh, on that bike and see where it takes me. It's been a lot of fun. It also helps, too, that the team is really good. So that makes it even more fun. 
Yeah, and there's something great about high school football. I'm I'm from an area, um, Hampton Roads, where you know we have a ton of high school football and really great prospects come out of uh, uh, here. You know, like for example, Tyra Taylor, the quarterback of the Bills. Um, you know, he went to um, you know he. he Mike Vick, um, Bruce Smith, um, Percy Harving, um, Plaxico Burris. Um, and I granted he shot himself in the foot, but still he did win a Super Bowl. Um, I'm trying to think who else would be, um, Eli Harold, who, um, went to Virginia and now is, um, on the 49ers. Um, there's a, there's a bunch. So yeah, um, Cam Chancellor. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, nice. yeah. Who, yeah, I know. So we have a ton just here in this local area. And I remember um, in high school, I was in the marching band. So I got to, and then I was sports editor. So I, I dropped marching band to be sports editor, which was great because I actually got to ride the um, bus um, to games with the guys, oh, cool. which was loads of fun. And we went to, um, we were up for a state championship and we lost. And that was the worst bus ride ever. It was so oh, bad. It was hard. It was just, I just broke all of our hearts because it was like, it, we thought we were down. It was a bad, bad call by ref that caught, cost us the game. And again, and when you have close games like that, you know, it shouldn't come that close. You should dominate and be careful. And, and it's not, you know, and, and it's funny. Um, the last time we really chatted was during another close game was when um, your Notre Dame fighting Irish were playing my, my um, UVA, my Wahoos. Um, and that, that was loads of fun. Thank you for tweeting me during that very stressful game. <laughs> You know, because I mean, and you were again more polite than probably I would have been. Um, but I really have no room to talk because Virginia is terrible. But that was really stressful. Uh, I think for both of us, like if Notre Dame had walked out of there without a win, that that just would have been like I, I don't even know what um, would have happened. No, it did. Yeah. yeah, no. I started off really confident, and we got to a kind of a, a decent lead, and then the next thing I knew, we were trailing, and I'm like, uh oh, I shouldn't have spoken up, and um. Thank goodness for <laughs> that that comeback, and um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Um, Deshaun Kaiser came in off the bench after after you guys broke Malik Zaire's ankle, which uh, we thank you for that. We did not do that on purpose. Of course, UVA I know has you an didn't. excellent. Yeah, UVA has an excellent hospital system, so he probably got excellent care immediately, which is probably <laughs> going to help him recover soon. So yes, but it, it's cool for me to see Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, do what he's doing for Notre Dame. He's a local product from the Toledo area where I live. And so that's uh, kind of been, been a big story around here, seeing him get the call for Notre Dame. And now he's uh, he's leading them this weekend to a big game in Clemson uh, against the, the Tigers. So that should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I agree. And, and again, you know, is it one of those things where – because you're doing a podcast and because you're doing the high school radio gig, does it not leave you a lot of time just to be a fan? Like, you know, just, just to sit down and just enjoy football. Well, it doesn't give me a chance to really sit down and enjoy the NFL. Um, just because I don't have the, the, t- the kind of time I would like, uh, you know, I coach my daughter's soccer team. It's a travel team. So we're, we're constantly doing that. I just sat through four soccer games. I coached four soccer games over the weekend in a tournament. My son's also playing travel soccer, and he was also in the same tournament. So I sat through seven soccer games this past weekend, and I didn't even get to watch the Notre Dame game. Um, but fortunately uh, for DVR, I was able to watch the Bengals game a little tape delayed. And so it, it's it's thrown a kink into my my schedule as far as the, the Bengals show inside the jungle. Uh, during the week, yeah, I don't really get a chance to to just be a fan and watch Monday Night Football like I used to. I don't get a chance to um to to watch the sports that I like. I do get a chance because the games are in the morning. I do get a chance to watch soccer, 
which is uh, a big passion of mine as well. So I get to watch my Manchester United sometime on the weekends in the mornings before we've got to head out for soccer games or if they're playing during the week in Champions League play or whatnot. But but yeah, I mean, it, I don't get to be as a fan as much as I used to be, but I pick and choose my spots. Does that um, cause it tr- problems though? I mean, or do you think it's better for you? Because you're not obsessive over every little play. Like I, I'm imagining right now, we we mentioned a, a buddy of yours, Corey Finneran, and he was actually my very first guest on my show for Ivy Envy. He is right now smack dab in the middle of playoff baseball, which is very exciting, um, particularly for that organization. Um, and I'm kind of pulling for them. I really hope like they, they can kind of get there, don't you? Just for Corey's sake at this point. Um, but, uh, you no, know, I, I, I just care. can't even imagine. <laughs> you don't care? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I've been telling Corey this for months. Um, Why do you I, care? I, I, grew, I grew up playing baseball. I loved playing baseball growing up. I loved watching the Reds growing up. I cannot watch baseball anymore. I can't. I cannot stand the sport. I. I just have. I'm so over baseball. I'm done with that game. I. I the Reds for a long stretch there here recently were actually pretty decent. Uh, then they fired Dusty Baker, and the wheels kind of fall have fallen off. But I. I just have zero passion. I don't have I don't have time to sit and watch a baseball game for three and a half hours. I just don't. Um, and there are way too many of them. So I my I have zero interest in baseball. I couldn't tell you the last baseball game I watched. Um, it, it's been a really long time. So I, do I do I want the Cubs to win for Corey's sake? Sure, of course. But I I won't watch any of the play. I won't watch any of the postseason in baseball. So good luck, Corey. Oh my god. This is my like favorite time of baseball because like every game matters. Like when when Virginia was in the um college world series, I mean, I could not help but watch. I mean, every pitch, every just at bat was so important. And the fact that we were even in, you know, with the way the injuries played um Virginia and and got the national championship, it was such a big deal. So and I still love baseball. You know, it's not something I, I don't have necessarily a team. I'm um it's funny, I just had um Andrew Hirsch from Next Fan Up on my um last Thursday show and he talked about how he was agnostic with certain programs and things, and I, I believe I am with baseball. Um, but I still love postseason play and I feel like baseball has a great narrative. And maybe that's because I look at sports very differently, I think, than a lot of people where I look at the narrative narrative and the story side of it and the history and again how we as fans interact with the players and I can't I can't help but think of you know again when the last time they're in the postseason and that poor guy um who was it Barkman something like that Bartman whatever yeah I know I mean but again I just think about that poor man going my god he became like the most evil person in um Chicago you know he probably still is I I, it's just pretty ridiculous actually it was ridiculous, but at the same time, it, just, it was fascinating to watch. And that's what I love about sports because I feel like it gives so much drama. Like, again, what's going on with the Nationals and the and their um, dugout situation the other day where, you know, you've got my um, – oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, my – I love him so much. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, and season, I couldn't tell you either because I don't pay attention yes. to any baseball. So <laughs> Yeah, but um, one of the players was choking another player. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. It just it's it's crazy, and that's what I mean. Like even um, 
you know, like right now what's going on with the Chicago Bulls and Derek Rose getting the elbow to the face. And it was an accident, but now they got to deal with that. So those are the stories that I really like relating to. But I feel like you're more of an X's and O's guy. You want to see the product on the field. You want to see what they're doing. You want to talk about that. that. That's what I'm getting out of your podcast a lot is just you give me a nice synopsis of what's going on within the Bengals as an organization on the field. It's not really so much what's going on off the field at all. Or maybe there's just nothing going on off the field with the Bengals that's interesting. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just not really. I, I don't think that's what my audience really cares to talk about. Um, and, and if they want to find out that information of what's going on off the field, there are, there are avenues that they can go and search TMZ, Google, whatever you want. Um, that's just not my style. Not when I, what I want to do is bring the best content when it comes to the Bengals uh, to the podcast each and every week. So for me, uh, when we're in season, it's a lot more easy. Obviously, I spend the first uh, 20 minutes or so recapping what happened on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whenever they play their games. And then uh, this year, we've int- introduced a, a new segment to the show where we interview um, somebody who's covering the team that will be going up against the following week. And so that's been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks, uh, connecting with some some fans of the Ravens. And we had a guy on uh, that covers the Chiefs uh, last night. So uh, that, that's been a lot of fun. And then we we open up the phones and we take calls for the rest of the the show and we get we get fans from all walks of life. Uh, I know we've got fans who call in from Miami, Texas, California. Uh, we've got fans over in the UK that will Skype in, and then depending on if I've got enough time, if I'm able to watch this, uh, the Bengals game live, um, I'll host a post game show immediately following the game, and we get callers from around the world. So it's yeah, I guess I am more of an X's and O's kind of guy. I don't get into the whole gossip kind of thing. I just give you the latest news. We we provide commentary on what we think's happening with the the team in games and what we think will happen in the upcoming games. So in the off season, it's a little more difficult trying to come up with content, but in season, it's really easy. Yeah, I bet. Now you mentioned your children; they're twins, correct? That's right. That's right. And you obviously married and your wife is lovely. And she was the one that did. We just celebrated International Podcasters Day. And she was the one that created the beautiful logo that all of us used as our um, profile pictures. It was on um, my profile on Facebook and I did it on Twitter, I believe. Um, But is she into football or soccer at all? I know she's really active with your children um, because we're friends on Facebook and I can see that. But is, is she really into sports at all or is it just a you thing? Well, my wife grew up playing a lot of softball and a lot of basketball, but I think right now, um, you know, she doesn't she doesn't play sports anymore. We, you know, we used to be in a co-ed softball league a couple years ago, but she does not watch sports on television. She hates the fact that I watch sports on television as much as I do, and probably thinks I watch too much as it is. Um, but she's she's having a blast taking the kids to their soccer games, seeing them have a lot of fun on the field. She's to be honest, uh, Ramona, she's the one trying to get my son into playing baseball. Um, and, and she's been really adamant about getting him active in baseball in the spring. I could care less. For me, I, I think he should pick one sport and focus on that. But he wants to play every single sport possible, which was just like me growing up, too. So I can't I can't really blame the guy. But um, he's always wanting to play basketball or, you know, he wants to play flag football and baseball and and indoor soccer coming up and so i think she she does a really good job of just trying to build up their confidence and let them know that they can they can achieve anything whether it's sports whether it's through their their academics through school she she's a tremendous mom and a, an amazing wife and 
No, she's not into sports, but at one point she was a pretty good athlete. Well, I think that happens a lot, though. I feel I've I've met a lot of friends of mine who love to play sports, but they don't like to watch them for lots of different reasons. I, that's, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but it does surprise me. I mean, how did how does she handle then? If, you know, because obviously you do love to watch sports a lot. You love it so much that you're willing to talk about it on a podcast and also watch high school football and and do color commentary. So how does she balance that? I mean, how do you guys balance? Because obviously your schedules are super busy. You're both working, um, again, with you and your podcasts and your radio gigs and then the kids' schedules. How do you guys balance all that? And then you can still watch the games you want to watch and she can do the things she, you want to do. I mean, you know, I'm finding it troubling to balance it. And my husband and I both love to watch sports and we're still, you know, just finding time for everything. It's hard, you know? It's a struggle. Uh, I'm not going to deny that one bit. (laughs) Um, Before, you know, now that we've got soccer in the mix and I'm coaching, so I've got to be at the games and I've got, you know, there, I, I don't get to watch the Bengals games live. Like I used to each and every week. And so what it means really, it means cutting back on, on other sports that I don't get to watch. So like, It might mean I have to miss a Notre Dame game here and there because I've got other obligations or stuff needs to get done that we miss throughout the week because we are so busy. So, you know, Monday night, my daughter and son both have soccer practice. Uh, Tuesday night, I go and play soccer. And then Wednesday night, my son's got soccer practice and I've got to do my podcast. And then Thursday night, my daughter's got soccer practice. So, and then, oh, by the way, Friday night, I've got high school football. So, it's a jam-packed calendar, as you can imagine, with kids yourself. Um, it's it's just yeah, I it, it is it is difficult, but I think at the end of the day, she knows what drives, and and she knows what's important to me. She knows how much I enjoy watching sports, and she lets me do it. Thankfully. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. And again, it is Nick Superling. He is the host of the Inside the Jungle podcast. And again, he is one of the best podcasters out there. Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm not saying this because he's on the show. I'm not saying that because obviously he's already on the show. I don't need to kiss his butt anymore. And trust me, he doesn't want it. And he's already kicked my butt in many things, both college football, which that wasn't surprising and it shouldn't have been this close. Um <laughs> I don't know if you realize this. My husband is a huge Notre Dame fan, like huge. And I didn't even like let him drive in the car with me coming up to Virginia. Oh, and then wow. I found out. No, I no Like, so I am fanatical when it comes to UVA because I went there and that's my school. And that's, you know, like, again, wait till you see me during college basketball season. I get really obnoxious. Just wait. I am not like you. <laughs> I am very, very <laughs> much biased to my team. And um, it's funny. Um, Mike London actually several years ago blocked me. So from Twitter, which I don't mind because I'll be at UVA way longer than he'll be. So hopefully <laughs> if they get their stuff together, that's right. I said it. I have no fear. Um, but yeah, I take a whole different approach. I have no problem sharing my fan dumb and my crazy. So yeah, watch out, Galpon Nation. Basketball is coming and I can't wait because football season for me has been miserable, Nick, between the Eagles and just I don't even know what to say about that. And then, you know, UVA is just we have season tickets and I, I just don't even want to go. I mean, I don't mind going up there to tailgate with my friends. But then it's like, do I really have to go in the stadium? And then my husband's like, yes, <laughs> because we paid so much money for these tickets and we've driven three hours to go. I'm like, let's just stay at the tailgate wow. and drink. Yeah, I know. No, we drive three hours. Um to go see really bad like I was at the Boise State game um a couple weeks ago and yeah in the rain um going yeah <laughs> that that's 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 love right there 
or it's abuse. I don't know, Nick. Anyway, but right. what was what I was saying was is that he is an excellent podcaster. You should definitely check him out. Definitely follow him on Twitter and all of his other social channels. And he has been so so kind to my podcast. Um, you and Corey both have been just huge supporters. Immediately at New Media Expo, when I um came up to you guys afterwards, I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast, and you guys were like, Okay, great. What do you need help with? I mean, you didn't even bat an eye. You're just like, I don't know who this girl is. I don't know if she knows anything about sports, but we're going to help her. And you guys did. And I think that's tremendous and it's awesome. And it's a testament to how great podcasting is and how great you guys are. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm blushing over here. You can't see it, but I'm definitely blushing over here. Um, it, it's crazy to hear people say that, that kind of stuff about me and my show. And, you know, we all got to start at some point, right? And there were folks who helped me along the way when I started podcasting back in 2005. And it's, um, we all, we all have to start. We all have questions. And I think the, the best part about our community is we are super helpful with one another. You know, if I've got a question, I go to Ray Ortega and I you know, or, or Corey, uh, if he, if Ray doesn't have any, more, more likely than not, Ray's got an answer, but, uh, you know, I'll bounce ideas off of Corey, like of ideas of maybe some different shows I want to try and, you know, or, or different, uh, techniques we're using in our podcast. So, the, the community is fantastic. I love just talking podcasting with, with absolutely anybody. And I'm, and I'm really super glad that you came up to us after our session at New Media Expo and introduced yourself. So, and I'm glad to see that you actually, you said you were going to launch a show and, and you've done it and you're, you're sticking with it. And that, that's amazing. Well done. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And again, it is Nick Superly. Nick, if the members of Galpa Nation want to find out more about your podcast or you, where should they go? Well, there's a couple different websites. Uh, you can go to my, my network website, which is spnt.tv, or if you want to just go to cincyjungle.com slash podcast. That's where you can find Inside the Jungle. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Nick Suberling, S-E-U-B-E-R-L-I-N-G, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yes, and again, all the links to Nick and Inside the Jungle will be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sports gal pal. And Nick, again, thanks so much for coming on to the show. I appreciate it. I know your schedule is super busy during football season and you made time and I really, really appreciate it. And you've got a great fan story. So I just love being able to, you know, have people think about like, where did this whole craziness begin? Because I think that's important. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I look forward to coming on again soon. That was very, very good, Nick. Thank you so much. Is that it? That's it, unless you want to talk more. <laughs> I, that's, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's all up to you. If, you. if you're good, I'm good. No, I thought it was great, unless you've got any other insights into the depths of, you know, your psyche about sports. And, you know, again, you're not a crazy sports fan, so there's only so much I can draw out of you, um, you know, because you're not <laughs> one of those that will throw, like, a visor across the room, or you're not one of those that will, oh, no, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I will scream at the TV. Don't get me wrong. I will scream at the TV, but on my podcast, I won't scream. <laughs> I keep it I keep it professional on the podcast. Like, when you're watching, can the kids be in the room with you? Are you that kind of fan? Yeah, they yeah. So over the weekend, uh, if you want to add this in, you can. Um, yeah. O- over the weekend, I was watching the Ravens game, and in the first half, the Bengals are up fourteen nothing. They're driving and they've got a fourth down, and Marvin Lewis decides to go for it. And I'm talking, telling, I'm saying out loud, score a touchdown here, and you've ended the Raven season because historically, teams that go zero and three don't make the playoffs, and so. I'm thinking, you're up, if you score a touchdown here, you're up 21 nothing at halftime. This Ravens team is going to collapse in the second half. They're going to be 0-3. It's going to be fantastic. And um, 
Andy Dalton drops back to pass. He throws a pass to Tyler Eifert, who, I kid you not, makes the catch, does some sort of a spin move. He taps his feet on the ground four times. He's, he's made four steps on the turf. As he's falling to the ground, he reaches the ball over the goal line. But as he lands, the ball kind of gets kicked out by the Ravens uh, player foot. So instead of them calling it a touchdown, they decided to call it an incomplete pass. And since it was on fourth down, it meant the Bengals turned the ball over. How that's not a touchdown, I don't know. So I'm literally screaming at the TV as my wife is packing up the soccer bags because we had to get to another soccer game. And I'm like, you got to be bleeping kidding me. How is that? Not? And so I was not happy at the television at that point. But I had to rein it back in, get calm, and go coach another soccer game. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was an interesting Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.